perfect credit. We can help you today. Start your next purchase at drivewithvision.com. Remember at Vision Ford, we want you to live your best life today. He's the home inspector and he's got advice to fix up your home. Oh, gee, that's nice. The Mighty 790 at 104.7 KFGO on Tuesday morning. It's the 10th, quarter to 7, 18 above with some fog. Lars Knobloch, Nordic Companies, Inc. Yes, the home inspector is in. Good morning, Lars. How are Good you? Good morning. Now, we already got a question that popped in. I want to make sure we ask because, uh, you know, everything's moving this time of year. You can hear things at night shifting and cracking, and you're wondering, uh-oh, is something freaky happening? So we're going to talk about that. We had a question that came in to our text club, very appropriate at this time of year. How do you know if there's too much snow on the roof of your house? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of things that plays into that. Um, there's no like right or wrong uh, answer to that question because it, it might depend on what type of structure you have. Uh, is there a flat roof? Uh, what, what type of, uh, is it more dangerous on a flat roof? Yeah. Sometimes if you have a flat roof, the risk would actually start sagging really oh. bad or even collapse. Thing we remember happening on like quite a few buildings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dan sags in the middle. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we all do. And the steeper the pitch of the roof, the more <laughs> snow you can probably handle as well. Whereas it's a lower pitched roof. Um, then some older houses, you know, are built with planks and big old rafters and are super solid. Um, other things that might play into this, and I know this is not the answer the listener want to hear, but the, you know, if you have multiple layers of sheathing or multiple layers of shingles, also will cause more weight on the roof. But so it's, it's every house is different, so there's no like a number that you, you can say that's acceptable uh, for all houses. But what I want to say is that if you have a foot of snow on your roof, it's not you know it, it shouldn't be a problem. Like give me two feet, three feet, and now starting raining. You know what I want to say from experience? Yeah. You can call Nordic Companies, Inc. You can book Lars Knobloch, and I have had him come over to my house, and he'll look at things, and he'll say, this is a problem, this isn't a problem. So if somebody's wondering about snow on the roof of their house, or maybe they've also got some questions about their foundation and their garage and their shingles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a good idea, because I... To answer that question from that listener, I would like to maybe look in the attic to see what type of roof structure it is, and to figure out how many layers of shingles we have and how many layers of sheathing we have. And then we can come to, you know, a conclusion of, of how much snow is acceptable. But I would, you remember a few years back, we had way more oh, snow yeah. than now. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks and, for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had some rain and wet snow coming on top of that. So if you think of it, if your house is still standing after that. <laughs> Jeez. So we were out looking the other day. My wife was, so Patty was out looking the other day. And, uh, you know, we got one of them doohickeys that you put in your vent thing to keep it. Where did you get a doohickey at? Where do you buy the doohickey? Uh, what is the fleet Are they expensive or doohickeys well, expensive? Well, like 20 bucks there then. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, the, the, you know, the thing keeps your vent from freezing up. Oh, yep. We couldn't see it. There was, it was snow around it, but we couldn't, we couldn't see it. And usually you can see it when it's melting like that. So Patty wanted to get the roof rake out right away. My question is, if you uh, get the roof rake out and you pull snow down, it's really difficult for us to get to certain areas. Are you doing yourself any good by removing snow in some areas and not the whole roof? Yeah, I, I think some types of ropes will have have problems with ice dams. And if you have ice dam problems, removing the snow from the roof is certainly a good idea because we will reduce or limit the amount of ice and water that's building up on the roof. 
Um, otherwise, with a roof rake, just be careful. You don't have to get off everything from the roof. If you still leave four inches of snow, you know, if, if, you, if you had 12 inches and you bring it down to four, that's, that's great. You got to be careful. You don't start damaging the shingle in the uh, shingles sure. in the process. Okay. I'm talking about more areas, though. Like we can clean off an area here, but we can't reach certain parts of the roof, you know. So yeah. are we doing ourselves a favor by taking some of the pressure off the roof? We, yeah. In our minds, we are. We're yeah. At least we're hopeful. Patty, get back up there and clean the rest of the roof. That's what Why you want to say, right, Dan? she crawl up there? Yeah. I don't understand what's wrong with her. Yeah. She's a lot you lighter. You need to have more patience with her, too. Well. Okay, but Lars Knobloch, Nordic Companies, Inc., the home inspector, is in. The next topic is you're seeing maybe some shifting and some cracking. What's concerning to you as a home inspector? Yeah, so we have actually, over the last couple of weeks, got quite a few calls from concerned homeowners uh, because cracking is suddenly, cracks are suddenly appearing on drywall, on floors. Uh, things are moving around, shifting around a little bit. And it's it's pretty common at this time of the year. Um, so chances are it's not a big structural concern when that happens. When you see that, you might see separation between your countertop and your exterior wall in the kitchen you know, it's it's just this time of the year, and we have what do we have? Like ninety percent clay in our soil, and it always is shifting. And it also can shift in the winter. Sometimes you could have way too much moisture in the soil around and under the house, and maybe over time that's going to actually freeze and expand, and 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 things will move around. Uh, but before um, doing any uh, expensive repairs that sometimes these foundation contractors will offer uh i would highly recommend getting a third party in to assess the structure because um often a repair may not be necessary you're Um, so humble hmm. because you're a third party you call nordic companies inc and once again lars knobloch and his crew can come in and look at it and say hey I'm going to save you a few thousand dollars. You don't have to do this, but you probably should do that. Yeah, we can do that. We have saved, um, yeah, there was, was it last, uh, about a year ago, we identified an issue where the homeowner already had uh, had a down payment of 30000 to a contractor on the repair that wasn't necessary. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he was pretty thankful. Wow. And you can learn Norwegian words. When Lars is over uh, at your place, too. And, uh, Lars, you have another question here from our text line, 35270. How much heat is lost when windows are cracked open overnight during the winter? Is there stress on the furnace? My wife does this all the time. We go back and forth. I'll walk in the kitchen, then she, the windows and open. And you close the it? And I close it. She and opens it. she comes it, back in and she opens it? I don't know what the thing That's is. That's good exercise for you and Patty, That's though. about all I get. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, is that good, bad, indifferent? Um. I, I don't think it's a good idea to open your windows in the winter. Ah. <laughs> um, I think it's going to cost you more money. I think your furnace is going to run more. Uh, I think the furnace will keep up with it. shouldn't be a problem opening a window. But um, also, it could result in increased humidity as you have all this cold air coming in now. And it's oh. you know, condensing on that warm area inside. Um, so, yeah. Well, not a fan of that. So that'll be about the seven-minute mark of this podcast. That you'll be later on for Patty, Patty and yeah. she'll say, "I don't listen to you. Do you really Please. think you're going?" Yeah, oh, I'll just call it up when she's 
<laughs> Cornered. Lars Knobloch, Nordic Companies Inc. How does someone get an appointment with Nordic Companies? Uh, go to our website, nordiccompaniesinc.com, or search us up on Google. You'll find us there with our almost 1,000 reviews. Oh, man. That wasn't that humble, was it? No, that's the way it is, man. That's the way it is, Lars. Uh, or give us a call, 701-566-1446. How do you say goodbye in Norwegian? Hade. Hade. I hope that's what it said. <laughs> In the KFGO Weather Cave with Too Tall Tom Shamansky.